0: Just a reminder, our podcast deals with crimes that are often violent and graphic in nature, so listener discretion is advised. So when in doubt, leave the kids out. Now, please let us take you back in time.
1: Hello, old-time crime gals. It's Melissa here. And Shannon. We are back. We're going to continue this week talking about um, Harold Hinthorn, which we have part one last week so if you haven't listened to that don't go any further go back and catch up because you've missed the first half and now we're going to talk about the second half so harold henthorne had a wife named tony and they were going to um, celebrate their 12th wedding anniversary in september and he took her for a vacation to go hiking in rocky mountain national park and she had a fall a bad fall which we know she was pushed off a cliff and investigators were starting to figure out what was going on and that's when they started getting these letters about his first wife. So tonight we're going to talk about how the investigation led them to Lynn's story and I'm gonna let
0: Shannon tell this one. All right so thank you again for joining us and tonight we're going to talk about the second part So once officers had first talked with Harold and they had asked about that map, remember the map we talked about last week that they had discovered, um, he decided he was going to lawyer up and he got a criminal um, lawyer involved so they could not talk to him directly anymore because, you know, once you pay for a lawyer, you got to go through the lawyer. So to find out more information about Harold, they had to ask around to friends and family. So Tony's family believed he had something to do with it with her death but they had to maintain contact and not give that away so they could provide some insight into the investigation um, and it was a way to stay close to Harold for the benefit of the daughter Haley so that was that was one big reason is yeah and they wanted to
1: make sure Haley was um safe, safe and kept in contact and because it would be easy for him to isolate her yes. Um. if the family had given away any suspicion and he could have distanced her and she was young and he could have conditioned her and groomed her to not like the, that side of the family. Right. And it would have been a big, huge, um, unnecessary negative association with that, that side of the
0: family. Especially since, you know, the, you recall a funeral from last week. He had no pictures of the family. Yeah, none. And so he had no intentions really to... You know, but he was, he probably played the game with them just so that he wouldn't be investigated any further. Right. Um, and then, so who knows a household better than a nanny? And they found out, out a great deal of information from the nanny. She let investigators know that the couple, um, they were no longer staying in the same room. So him and Tony, right? Right. Uh, they had separate areas that they stayed in at night. Harold actually worked in an office in their basement but on occasion he would take business trips trips he would leave for um he'd leave without any luggage and just randomly show back up the next day so he was like gone for the night
1: right so the nannies assumed which we know we we don't assume but they it gave off the impression that he was probably having an affair Mm -hmm.
0: and that's what your first thought would be Harold Hay claimed to be a wealthy business owner and stated he had over 90 employees and buildings around the country. The Bertalets, Bertolets, Bertolets, <laughs> excuse me, sorry, Bertolets couldn't figure out why Tony needed money. Her parents were paying for the house and for Haley's tuition. They couldn't find any online presence of the business, nor was his business registered within the state of Colorado. He was also not credited as a certified fundraiser, as we had mentioned last week, yeah, because there's actually
1: an agency that you can you are, can get certified with a number
0: as a certified fundraiser. Um, so it was becoming very clear that something is wrong, and that he was a fraud, and his whole persona that he had built up was a lie, mm-hmm. which I would ask questions too because first of all. You find out he raises money has all these employees and then the wife is also an eye doctor right correct? she's a surgeon so why would they be needing money yeah, yeah i'd have to question that as well so around this time is when letters that we had mentioned previously started showing up he was married before tony it's tragic when you lose a spouse to an accident um, but when you've lost two it's a little suspicious so, they begin to dig into the story of Lynn Henthorne. In total, 17 anonymous letters were sent to the coroner who did Tony's autopsy. Um, An ABC News journalist, the FBI, the National Park Service, the police, and basically any agency that had any weight on this story. That's was, 17
1: different people who sent yeah. letters in saying something isn't
0: right. Yes. I mean, even
1: when you have one or two, that's like, yeah. Seventeen letters.
0: So my question, when I watched, because I watched this um also we mentioned last week, it was yes, this
1: is Wild Crime on Hulu.
0: If yes, you checked um, it out. Was did the parents like not question his background if he had been married before? Because I didn't see where they knew about that. Well, it's, it, it says
1: some of his friends or coworkers he had he had mentioned that he was married before and that his wife had died in a car accident and when you hear okay. that sometimes you don't i mean you don't ask yeah. like how did it where did it happen how did yeah. it happen you just kind
0: of like oh sorry you know? so this was previous yeah. to him marrying tony they right did, okay because right. i missed that somehow when i was watching it
1: but i think i had the timeline on how uh fast him and tony's relationship had had
0: went um down here later okay so lynn henthorne was a beautiful christian woman much like tony she was actually pronounced dead from an accident involving a motor vehicle in 1995. A lot of people in Harold's life were unaware of this first wife, which we didn't have the Internet. 95, yeah, can't, go- can't just, Google yeah, nobody. The Google wasn't happening. Um, I was barely learning how to control a mouse. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now they got touch screens. But he did tell select friends that she had died in a car accident. Um, it is something that happens often. The event itself isn't often questionable and people don't want to pry and bring up old grief. So they often don't ask or follow up with questions. Um, he did mention it to some of Tony's co-workers that she had died of cancer. There were a few stories he used over the years. So looking back, they really weren't sure how she had died. Lynn, the first wife, also died in a remote location during what seemed to be a freak accident. Harold was not hurt in either one, but the spouse was killed. So that is kind of very weird circumstances. Yes. Harold and Lynn got married in 1984. What her friends had to say about Lynn was that Harold seemed very controlling of her. Lynn met him at a wedding. He had an over the top personality, always smiling, laughing, had lots of energy, which they I They said don't. it was
1: like <laughs> they said it was like you knew how great he was because he told you how great he was. He had the um, the personality of what like a used carl. Yeah, I was gonna say like Leia, yeah, just really like. over the top and, and, and energetic and all about in, in your face kinda of, yeah, yeah kind of thing.
0: Um, one of those people that it's hard to get away from. yeah and yeah um, her f- her th- bleh, excuse me, her friends thought it was odd that as the wedding planning came about, Harold um, controlled most of it. So this most of the land. time they want nothing to do. yeah. <laughs> um, and he actually had a separate binder for each thing. so for um, flowers, the catering, the music. Lynn's job was to fill the binders with information so they could narrow it down to what they wanted in each category. Yeah, that is kind of strange because most of the time men don't so I mean he packed her suit he packed the first wife's yeah. suitcase for their trip and now he's planning Very the wedding. Controlling. Yes. Um sometimes what I do want I would like to be helped like that, but not controlled. Yeah, give so. some opinion but don't Right. Do you like Here's it? a binder, do yeah. homework. We're yes.
1: gonna do this one right here.
0: Yes. It is kinda weird. Yeah um which a woman might not think of that at the time and just feel like oh he really cares who knows but um so her job was to fill the binder and they would narrow it down i bet he probably picked whatever exactly they like he. <laughs> they were married in maryland um that was where lynn was from and then almost immediately after the wedding they relocated to the request um at the request of harold to colorado no sounds familiar over time, it seemed like Harold was taking over the relationship. Her friend called her one day and wanted to chat. Lynn requested that she call back when Harold was home. The friend was a little confused and just asked why they couldn't talk at that point in time mm-hmm. when she called. Lynn explained that as a couple, whenever they talked to family, they both wanted to be on the line. Ugh,
1: the- red flag, red flag, red flag. <laughs> <Excuse me. coughs> yes.
0: No. Mm-mm. And it it's not when in, is she supposed to talk about the husband if he's yeah. on there i mean hello <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but it it wasn't in this episode but and it was in a podcast i listened to too there was an incident with her where she had bent down to get some firewood or something and a beam had fell from over top of the deck and like hit her on the back of the head wait was it this wife or, or no no Connie? i think it
0: was or, oh, okay hold on now i'm getting
1: i'm not sure i don't want to give any misinformation
0: yes about. i'm not sure so we'll check that Maybe that the may break. Be in part three recap or we'll uh, come back after yeah. the break and let you know and the only reason i'm even questioning because normally i don't have the brain that remembers anything <laughs> but i really think it might have been the, the first wife so we'll we'll verify that um but no yes. it could have been because don't they
1: dig into it deeper with the finances and how things weren't working and all that stuff yeah it was
0: like that he tried to hurt her f- with that incident we we, anyway we know we'll follow up yeah we're gonna gonna find out a break (laughs) melissa will be on that (laughs) thank you melissa (laughs) um okay so basically she couldn't talk to any of her friends um so then we go down to Lori thomas was the coroner in douglas county so someone banged on her door on a sunday in 2012 it was a church member that went to the same church as tony he wanted to tell her about Tony's strange death at Rocky Mountain National Park. Rocky Mountain National Park. She told him that she couldn't do anything about that because it was not in her area. He mentioned that the man had a first wife that died under suspicious circumstances, and she was from there. Then the gentleman told the story about Lynn. You so say everybody in the church was starting to gossip
1: about yeah. how his first wife. Did you hear about why first wife? Yeah. And so this guy actually went out and sought out the coroner. And was like, hey,
0: we need to check this out. Yes. So Lori got a little curious. So she went and got a copy of the case um, because it was closed. And she decided to take a closer look for herself. She got the highlighters out and looked at it. Once she was done, she agreed that something didn't look right. And it was not an accident. So this is Lynn. Um, The story goes on uh, May the 6th, 1995. Harold is driving and claiming that the right front tire doesn't feel right. Kind of spongy. His word was spongy in his statement. It was spongy. He pulled over and decided to check it out. He goes to change the tire, and at the time he was driving a Jeep. He gets the jack out that comes with the vehicle. He puts it under the wheel well and begins to crank it, only to find that it's broken. Then he remembers that he had two boat jacks in the back of the car. Disclaimer: Do not use boat jacks <laughs> to jack up a car. It is not safe. But he uses the boat jack to pump up the, um, to jack the car up to change the tire, supposedly. Harold claims that as he was taking the lug nuts off, he was handing them to Lynn, who had a cloth in her hand. The tire was then pulled off. He walked around to the back of the Jeep to put the tire away before adding the new tire. He tossed the tire into the back, and when he did, the Jeep became dislodged from the jack, and the vehicle crashed down. Lynn screamed, and he found that she was laying under the brake rotor with the car on her back. He said that she must have dropped a lug nut under the vehicle and bent down to grab one that had rolled underneath at the same time that he threw the tire in. And then it caused, when he threw that tire in, it caused the car to fall on her. <clears throat> so. God. I don't know how they would say that was an accident to begin with. I know. I don't either. I mean, and if she's going to drop. I just, yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to picture it. Lug nuts yes.
1: don't roll. They're not round. Usually they're yeah. they're, you know.
0: Yeah. But anyway. even then, you're going to, especially if it's dark. Why are you not going to wait for a flashlight or something to look up? Well, the know, time it, it would have,
1: I think he had to walk 12 feet. So the time it would take him to walk from the front of the car to the back, it would take her more time to get down on the ground and wedge herself underneath of the car
0: and reach yeah. out to grab this lug nut that she had dropped. So, so um, yeah. So then Melissa stated in here, you know, through if you've ever changed a tire and jack it up, You don't really have a lot of room to lay underneath. It really isn't a lot of room to lay underneath I mean, the goal is just
1: to lift it up off the ground enough to pull the tire tire off. That's right.
0: Not enough that you're going to climb underneath of it. That's right. Um, So there's no need to lift the car any further. And right after this happens, there were several eyewitnesses to what happened. Like the aftermath. Yes. A couple saw Lynn laying underneath and rushed over to help. But Harold was yelling at them, get away. I don't need your help. Don't 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 touch her. her." Yeah, don't don't touch touch her. her. Yeah. So, yeah, that was was eerie because, I mean, how do you do that? Um, The witnesses were reached out to again to see if there was anything they remembered about that night. Douglas County reopened the case in 2013, um, and so they were looking for anything. Dwight was a person who was driving by that night and he stopped to see if they needed any assistance. Harold was outside the car, and Lynn was still inside. He remembered that Lynn looked scared, and Harold kept telling him to leave that he didn't need any help.
1: I think the guy offered to, like, park with his headlights. Like, do you need need me to give you light? Yeah. And he was just, like, trying to Mm -hmm. rush him out of there. Like, I don't need your help. I got it. And who
0: wouldn't want that? Especially back then when there probably wasn't... I mean, you didn't have lights and if you didn't have a flashlight or who wouldn't want that. Um, Then there was another witness. It was a good Samaritan by the name of Patricia Montoya. And it was about 10 p.m. that night when she was coming around a curb and she saw Harold standing outside his car waving a flare. So they stopped to help. And what Patricia saw still haunts her to this day. Harold told them he had a flat tire and his wife got stuck under the car. They jumped out of the car and got her out from under the car and turned her over and started to do CPR. Harold comes over yelling at them to stop, basically interrupts the life-saving help that they were offering. Um, Lynn started turning blue and they were ripping their jackets off trying to keep her warm. Patricia notices Harold had only a, had on a really nice jacket, but wasn't worried about how cold Lynn was. Well, they're trying to take off their jackets yeah. and get her warm he and give her CPR, and he's just, like, just holding like, them off until... Yeah, so this is three witnesses we're talking about right here that we're mentioning. Um, then the sirens arrived, and Harold started to panic. He should have been relieved um, that help was coming for him. They said wife. he looked
1: more scared and worried than happy to see the ambulance come come around the corner.
0: Yeah, it just, it's kind of, yeah, kind of crazy. Um, so the investigators decided to reenact the accident, according to the Harold. They got a replica Jeep. It was the same year model, too, I believe, from what I remembered. Mm-hmm. Um, they jacked it up on a boat jack. They removed the tire and walked to the back and threw a tire in multiple times, and they even tried it in different ways. I mean, they even, like, she even put her leg, that the detective that you were talking about, that special agent
1: that, that was so great, she was trying to force it in. She was trying to push with her foot. She was shaking the back of the car, trying to get the car to yeah. get knocked off the jack, and it wouldn't budge.
0: It was really hard. I mean, they were, it was hard. They couldn't get then. it off. They couldn't slide it off. Um. So they looked over everything, um, and they could never get it to fall on the mannequin. The scene where it happened, the la- they so they looked over all the evidence. Yeah, they so went they, to the scene where it happened. The layout of the land, the bottle jacks, the lug nuts. The where the gravel where the lug nuts were found was on a,
1: a uphill grade. Like they don't roll uphill, yeah. so they had to have been like thrown underneath of
0: the car. Stage. Mm-hmm. Um, so the only way the jacks. Um, falls and the wheel falls on her back is through a manual release of the jack so basically she was under there and had to release the jack
1: and it was brought up like in her autopsy we were just talking about like her hands she was on her stomach and so the jack came down in the middle of her back and probably crushing her lungs and, and all that stuff but under her fingernails and her hands were not scuffed up there was no dirt there was no cuts there was nothing like she even struggled or attempted to move after the jack fell on her back so she had to have been either unconscious somehow whether it was sedation for medication or something and put underneath there because if something falls on your back like that you're going to right he said she screamed but if she screamed she would have been moving her arms around yeah
0: and i guess the autopsy really didn't show I mean, they, it was in 95, right? So they didn't yeah. really have, because they, they didn't think about it being foul play, they probably didn't check for drugs in her system and things like that. Mm. So um, Harold claims that he did not kill either of his wives. However, a few months before Lynn's accident, he had purchased life insurance for $150,000 with a writer that if she lost her life due to an accident, it doubled the payout to three hundred thousand dollars. Wow. Well that makes it a little bit interesting. Yes, it does. So after the investigator the examination was redone over the death certificate, um, it was changed from an accidental to undetermined. I wonder if that means you have to pay the money back. Yeah, I don't know. Could her family so. sue for sue the insurance company for like wrongful payout or yeah or something like that and he would have to pay it back? I don't know. That's very interesting. Uh, after Lynn's death, he joins christianmatch.com. I'm sure that doesn't exist anymore. Or There's there's like several, him, yeah. Christian Mingle, or basically, or something like that. And he begins for, to search for wife number two. And the woman that had gone out with him described as being too concerned with their finances and how they own their houses. So there was a woman. That, I, well, there were several
1: before, like uh-huh. after Lynn,
0: before Tony, and they caught up with those women who had met with him online
1: and, and went on dates with him. And they, I mean, he even drove a lady out to the park, Estes Park, and told her, like, I could kill you right now here and no one would find you till spring. Wow. And then she was like, "Um, never contact me again. Yeah, <laughs> Please go creepy. away. Yeah. And um, he pushed one lady up against the wall. They had an argument with something. Like, all these women were like, nope, after the first date, nope, 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 nope. And um, until he found Tony.
0: And when did he find Tony? What was the date of that again? Do we
1: remember? Um, I don't know what year that. they, but he it flew out. The they talked online, and they flew out to um, where she lived. No, no, it was two thousand one, I believe, because okay. the Haley was born in two thousand five. Okay, and the was it two thousand twelve that their twelve year anniversary was. Right. Okay. Yeah. But um, but they, I guess they had been talking online, and he decides to fly out to meet her for New Year's. But then that same weekend, they're
0: engaged and by nine months later they're already married yeah that's that same weekend yeah that's a little bit and, and there could be a, a third victim in the works so we're gonna plan to talk about that next week yes we didn't have a break no well <laughs> so we need to we we'll, we need to follow up about that um
1: yes, yeah, so we have some announcements we'll talk about in just a second yes we'll be back <laughs> break and let the record show shannon was right yeah so her brain might actually be
0: recovering yes i had a concussion for those out there who didn't yeah know if that. you had call yes. back up and you know me and melissa enjoy cool. doing this we're thankful you listen to us and we just and you can share with everyone you know yes. share the love we just relax when we do this and just enjoy having fun so enjoy listening but she is going to tell you how i was right yes she was right right.
1: so it was tony the first wife who had an incident happen that was questionable um she was actually outside of a cabin and harold asked tony to help her clean up some stuff outside and so they had like this raised deck this porch and she was underneath of it doing something picking up sticks leaves whatever he asked her to do and something hit her in the back of her neck and it knocked her to the ground and she you know, was in pain and they had to um, call an ambulance to the ER. And so for a time she wondered if she would ever be able to perform another surgery because she was a oh, surgeon. Yeah. So it was messing up her nerves and her, her arms. And um, it was a piece of lumber that Harold said fell off the porch. And of course her mother has suspicions that that wasn't an accident. Like if she, if she had not moved or either moved a little bit over, it would have hit her in the head and probably would have, knocked her out probably would have killed her
0: well and so here's the his other thing it was late at night yep late at night and he's asking freak her, accident well yeah but he, he says go out and clean the debris the debris he wanted her to help him clean the debris yeah so she's actually down there cleaning the debris and he's not and he's on the top of the deck with a log about to throw at her yeah i mean <laughs> it's just fishy all the way around so yeah so mom go ahead i'm sorry no you're fine and then we talked about how the mom
1: had the suspicion that it was um him all along and when she finally got her alone because you know he had already isolated her from most of her family she told her that it wasn't an accident yeah and then you know then the car accident happened so the second wife lynn yeah and then the cliff so i guess if he couldn't throw a, a rock or a oh yeah hit her in the head he just would go hurt and he planned
0: and we're going to talk about that more in the week ahead next week
1: yes about Um, the third
0: victim and then the
1: consequences that caught up with him to the whole shebang
0: so but yeah if
1: you if you're gonna i mean and that was from rolling stone that we found our information from just a second ago
0: yes we looked that up during break so i'll tag that so if you're gonna go online and some of you may have met your special um other online just be careful um especially now that we have the internet you can find out a lot of things make sure you're being safe with whoever you're with if they start isolating you um, controlling yes. everything those are red flags and you need to be aware of them and because um, a lot of people end up in a lot of domestic violence situations and so just be safe um yeah thoughts hard to do nowadays i know it's just
1: because people are not honest people no i don't like online i'm an old school person so
0: old time crime gal over here i'm actually just i'm into the old timey stuff so i don't know just find out about them find out who their friends are and yeah just be safe that's the big thing yeah but um Thanks for listening this week, and so next week we
1: like say we'll continue up with part three and in the conclusion. I don't think we'll do four parts, but we can tie it in, into one um, about his third victim and what happened. And then coming up, we'll have a fin- season finale because we are getting into the holidays and it's a busy time for all of us, and we're just gonna have to get ready for season two.
0: Yes, so not
1: sure what our last episode will be about. We just talked about that. Um, we will figure it out stay tuned and be surprised yeah
0: i like surprises (laughs) it might be one you've never heard of i like surprising you with those stories yes so but please join us again next week yep just remember that's your (laughs) cue that's my cue oh sorry (laughs) do the crime and it'll catch up with you in time (laughs) we'll talk about it have a great week (laughs)